And we're talking about Taylor Swift right now uh, because Taylor Swift has re-recorded all of her old music so that she could own the rights to it. Now, record labels really cracking down on letting other artists do that. So how was she able to get away with it? Um, and what does the future look like for musicians moving forward? We're going to get into it right now with the man who knows all things music, freelance music publicist and Sirius XM host, Eric Alper. Eric, thank you so much for making the time. Happy Halloween. And also, baby name expert, I find that the name Eric is great for a boy or a girl. Thank you for the suggestion. I will keep that in my back pocket just in case, (laughs) Look, let's talk about Taylor Swift and the fact that she re-recorded all of her music, okay? So let's just sort of walk back to what it is that she did. For anyone who's not familiar, you might have been noticing as you're listening to music, it's it's all called Taylor's version now. Why did she re-record it all in the first place? Yeah, so Taylor Swift ended up uh, in a little bit of a legal battle because she wanted to own the master recordings to her first six albums. And that, when you own the master recording of something in music, it gives you the the right to um, give permission for it to be exploited, meaning that, you know, you can now get it into films or television or use for merchandise or on Broadway shows. She actually does not own the ability to exploit her own material for at least the first six records. That's why she came up with a brilliant plan to re-record those albums as soon as her contract allowed back in November of 2020. Now, she wasn't the first artist to do this. Certainly there's been others, including Frank Sinatra and Def Leppard, but nobody has sold 20 million albums in the same way that Taylor Swift has. The other artists that are doing this are essentially doing this so that you know their version will get into commercials or that they can give permission a lot easier, but that's after those contracts have kind of ended. Taylor Swift, somebody still owns those master recordings, and that's universal, and they're not really happy when they start to see for instance, her 1989 album that came out last week, outselling the original one almost 50 to 1 right now. So they're changing the, the contracts to not having artists being able to re-record their own material for commercial use. Forget about two years, which used to be the, the standard. Now it could be 30 to 50 years, which is going to be, you know, never, ever, ever wow. getting back together. Eric, this is a common thing, though, when somebody's an artist and they're just getting started where they, they're so desperate to get that contract they'll sign anything she's kind of pushing the envelope a little bit here how is this going over um, well, so far it's going over really, really well. In fact, I've also got a bunch of artists that are now looking to yeah. re-record their older material that, that they just don't own anymore. Um, but it's not just for money, though. A large part of it is that you know the quality um, is better. The recording technology can help artists enhance the sound quality or the production of their older songs, bringing it up to more modern standards. The creative evolution is something that is kind of forgotten in all of this, too. A lot of these artists are older. Some of them are wiser, and they want to reinterpret their old songs to be, you know, something like a little bit older. That's where somebody like Bob Dylan is able to sing those songs with a little bit more gravitas Mm. in concert because he's been through so much, as opposed to when he started recording those songs when he was 23. But for the record labels, they just want to essentially make sure that nobody can breach the existing contract, causing legal disputes and complications. They want to make sure that if any 
anybody's going to own that material and have the right to exploit it. It's just going to be them. Oh, okay, Eric, I just want to clarify then. So both versions are still available, the one that the record label owns and then the new Taylor's version. So how was she able to persuade people to repurchase her music, persuade radio stations to play her new her new music? Is she a bit of an outlier here just because she's so popular? Yeah, there's probably there there might be two other artists that might be able to do something similar, and that might be Beyonce and maybe Ed Sheeran. Um, but she's able to do it by kind of pushing her weight around a little bit, and it's not knocking Taylor. But if you want to do an interview with Taylor Swift, if you want to have the the music on the same day as release, then you better start to play this version and knock out the other ones. That comes with a set of rules that um, that you kind of need to abide by, and because she has built her own team of, of people, of, of publicists and radio people. So they're literally saying, look, if you want this song, you're going to have to take out the other song in rotation. And she's just so big that everybody's willing to bend just to get that music and not wow. feel left out. Eric, she, she was in that situation with Apple as well, not long ago. Is she the most powerful person in music right now? she might be the most powerful person on the planet right now. I mean, look at what she's been able to do, not only politically, by every time that she posts about rocking the vote and getting her audience and her fan base to um, to verify that they are voting age and that they do have their voting card, um, it went up 400%. So it's over 250,000 people in America are now eligible to vote with their voting card for the first time. Um, she's making NFL ratings go through the roof. Yes. Um, and, you know, she is is not only a billionaire herself, as a as Forbes mentioned this week, but her tour has an economy of about four point three billion dollars in terms of the of the GDP. That's the money that is put into parking and gas and food and all of the auxiliary funds that people are spending in order to go to a Taylor Swift concert. She's hiring thousands of people to work on her tour, so she's probably bigger then I think something like 15 or 20% of the world's countries put together in terms of that GDP that she's just able wow. to establish. So, yeah, where, where, it's where she moves and when she comes up with ideas, everybody else has to kind of follow. So then going back to the, the record labels that are really trying to hold on to those masters for other artists, could she not be sort of setting a, a precedent where maybe a musician could hire a legal team to, to try to fight back against this? It's really, really hard because as much as, you know, the record labels like the film studios in Hollywood are kind of painted with the same big bad brush, um, the fact of the matter is that the record labels, um, they're the ones that are putting up the advance. They're the ones that are taking the risk. They're the ones that are paying the staff to go and promote the releases. And like anybody else who puts up money, they want that money back. So they want to make sure that, you know, uh, if, if they're the ones that are giving the advances and, and you know, the buildings and paying for tour support and all of that stuff, that somebody actually, you know, minimizes the risk. So as much as, you know, it's easy to say that the record labels are are the nasty ones here, the fact is, though, that this is how they make their money. And with, you know, artists that are able to sell their music or they stream it for decades afterwards, like look at a band like Queen or Bruce Springsteen or the Beatles or the Stones. They're still as popular as ever, um, you know, 40 years after those releases. And it's thanks to the record label still marketing and still promoting them. So they still have a definite say 
in in how it is, but I don't think it's going to be for everybody, but I think the record labels just want to make sure that nobody can do it. The irony of all of this is that it doesn't stop another artist from still being able to do cover songs. So what's going to really be bad is if Taylor Swift can't re-record any of her older material, but another band can do an entire album of her songs, but she can't. That's going to be the real you know, irony to me. I'm a certain vintage, so I love the fact that, you, and you only did it about five or six times in your last soliloquy, and you used the term record labels. <laughs> it's just it's so great to hear because it's when you take a look at how the music industry has changed over the years from records to CDs to I mean look at streaming to all these kinds of things the world has changed dramatically and she is leading the way for so many artists I think it's fantastic don't you Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's helped push the envelope into making artists be more seen and more, and more recognized and talk about the issues that artists never really got to talk about, whether it's mental health, whether it's drugs or alcohol, or whether it's kind of being bounded by, by these, you know, so-called awful contracts. But the record labels are still absolutely needed. And I don't say that because I work in the industry, but somebody needs to promote these things. Somebody needs to help out with merchandise. Somebody needs to pay for the recording and the mixing and the mastering and the producers and the engineers and their staff all over the world. Things just don't suddenly go viral all the time. You need somebody to help pay for the videos, and usually that's the record label. And when they start putting money back, like a bank, they want their loan given back as fast as possible and be rewarded for it. Yeah, Eric, you just mentioned that she has now officially been named a billionaire. We know that she is just on top of the world um, in so many different ways. What's the key to her success, or is it a perfect storm of a mix of things? I think it's her just being so authentic. Um, she has definitely allowed her fan base to come into the whole process of not only writing and recording where you get a little bit of a sneak peek, but you actually believe that you are friends with somebody like Taylor Swift or from that line from Four Weddings and a Funeral. If only they knew that I existed, I knew that we would be best friends. And that's how her fans feel. So they not only want to see her succeed, but they're actually going to help her succeed. She's played the victim really, really really well in some cases, but she's also played the leader in a lot of other times that have led people down a path that is all good. There's nothing really bad that you can say about Taylor Swift, um, and she just does everything just so good, whether it's her film and her movie. She doesn't just throw anything out there in 16 different formats of her record and just be like, here, guys, just take it, and it's filled with crap. She's actually tried to do and put out quality material so that it lasts long, longer and longer than most artists that are, you know, here today and gone tomorrow. Watching these Kansas City games, I, I wonder, is there, <laughs> is there a best before date on this? Like, how much exposure is too much for her? But I, I just, I, I don't know, I don't know where that is. Can you see that at all? Not at all. Um, I think you have to go back to somebody like Michael Jackson's Thriller era yeah. to have a single solo artist just completely dominate the conversation. But back then, we were only watching much music and reading five newspapers and listening to four radio stations. Now, it's a lot harder to be on top of the world and have everybody know who you are. Um, before Michael Jackson's Thriller, I think you've got to go back to the Beatles in terms of cultural influence that she's had, because everything she touches, it seems to just move in her 
her direction and her way. There's there's a lot of artists that were able to re-record their their own material, but nobody's been able to do it even in the same mountain as what Taylor Swift has been able to do. It's actually pretty astonishing of of, of what she's able to do. So much so that universities around the world are are kind of taking a look at what she's able to do for their marketing lessons and their their <sighs> entertainment lawyer crap too. So wow. it's wild. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for breaking this down and for making the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. We'll of talk course, soon. Of course, anytime. That's Eric Alper, freelance music publicist and Sirius XM host, uh, of course, talking about Taylor Swift. She re-recorded all of her songs. Now record labels making it a lot harder to do that for other artists, or at least they're trying to, but you can't really argue that she is on top of the world. She's, Powerful. Yeah, yeah. massive, massive star.